Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, what's up? Good morning, Good Mike. Good morning. Vietnam. What's up, guys? I hope you're having a great uh, morning so far here in whatever city, whatever country, whatever state you're in. And uh, welcome to Game Changer Podcast. I'm David. And I'm here with Mike, Ez, and Sam. Yo, and yo. We're going to spend yo. Happy the Friday. Happy Friday. We're going to spend the next 25 and a half, and a half. minutes. <laughs> very specific. No, next 30 minutes with you guys. <laughs> and uh, just going to have some good, good discussion. Amen. Hey, yesterday um, we talked about, well, yesterday we talked about turn down the noise. And the day before that, we ended the three days when we were talking about comfort food, we were talking about praise before your breakthrough, and we were talking about breathe. And then today is peace versus peace. Peace versus peace. And uh, we came up with that title yesterday because, you know, we were talking about God's peace versus maybe getting a piece of you, you know, or a piece of your mind. And we we're talking, it comes off the heels of talking about, you know, um, receiving the words from God and what he has to say about your life, towards your life, for your life, about your life, according to his word. Or maybe, you know, getting a, a sliver from somebody that's around you. You know, I mean, everybody has an opinion. You notice that everybody has an opinion. Everybody has something to say about what you're doing. And, you know, a lot of times we discount what God says. So. Um, we ended it yesterday when we talked about Jesus is real. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a real person and he's a, he's, he's God that left heaven came to earth, wrapped himself in flesh, lived a life that you and I live, experienced the struggles and temptations that we experienced. I mean, he was, it was hot outside. He sweat when it was cold outside, he shivered and he can relate to the things that we go through. And uh, he's the way we've established this. And I think sometimes we need to realize in a world that says there's a lot of ways, <clears throat> in a world that says there's a lot of truths, in a world that says there's just a lot of gods, he's the way, the truth, and the life, and he's the only way to the Father. And he's the one that has the power to get us through uncharted waters. Amen? If you're looking for the ultimate navigator, he's it. So let's remember that the power that was available when Jesus calmed the storm, right, is available to us today. And so, you know, it's not easy during trials. It's not easy to let, it's, it's easy to let our minds wander. And that's kind of what I'm going to go into today. So peace that passes understanding or, you know, are you, is it going to leave you with, with a piece removed? You know what I mean? Is it going to leave you? Is it going to take a piece of you? How many, how many have ever felt like instead of peace that passes understanding, there's a piece of you that was taken. You've given up a piece of your heart. You've given up a piece of your dream. You've given up a piece of your destiny. Now God can redeem that. So I want to talk about that a little bit. And um, even the word, even the most positive person, let's, let's just think of this for a second, can be affected in heavy seasons. Even the mo most positive person that's listening right now can be affected in heavy seasons. 
and struggle with maintaining a healthy point of view. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how positive you are. So how can we protect our minds? And that's what it's really coming down to. That's really what this week's all about. How do we protect our minds? Because we know from um, the word of God, and then there's been a lot of books that have kind of gone along with it as well. I know Joyce Meyer has like the battlefield of the mind and, you know, there's the book Praying God's Word that's been around for a long time. And these are books that have to do with, you know, where the war or the battle takes place. And I think it is really the war. It's the war of life. It takes place in our mind. And so how do we protect our minds? Because it's in the place of our minds. It's our stinking thinking, right? Or that, that the enemy gets a foothold and he comes in because, look, your, your soul's been saved, right? You've been redeemed. But then your mind is still part of this earth. You're, you're still thinking the thoughts. You're still going through the day. You're still ha- having to deal with what's going on. And you're, you're, you're faced with, I'm faced with the pollution that comes from this world in an area of our thinking. So how do we protect our minds from going to a place, I'm sorry, from going from a place that accepts and embraces the truth of God's word to a place where we self-destruct? I mean, that's far, that's far removed, right? We receive God's word over here and then we self-destruct over here and there's a lot of area in between. So how do we protect our minds? from going that direction. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about one that, you know, you're in this world, but you're not of it. So you experience the, you experience the peace that really the word of God says so eloquently and great, right? It passes understanding. You just can't understand it. People around you can't understand it. It's what attracts them to the Lord. God uses that because if he gives you peace in the middle of a storm or peace in the middle of situations, you know, you and I experience that peace in our life you know, our, our life shuns that peace, shines that peace and people see it and they go, how are you, how are you experiencing that in this season? And then we're able to introduce them to Jesus. And then on the other hand, you know, people go through the same life. They could be sitting in the cubicle next to you. They, they, they could be going, you know, to, they could be working at the same company with you. They could be part, part of your same family. They could be a neighbor living in the house next to you. And instead of them experiencing the peace of God, they're experiencing pieces of themselves being chipped away at. And so they've gone from one extreme to the other in its self-destruction. So let me throw this out. And then, you know, there's one, one, maybe one answer. His promises are all we need to keep our minds in a healthy place. And where do we get his promises? We get it from his word, right? Mm-hmm. His word is full of promises. His word's full of promises. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm done. Go ahead. I was going to say, I just had a, I was looking up uh, verses this, um, when you first started talking. And I like this one a lot. So uh, John 16, 33, this is the New Living Translation. I have told you all, this is this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will face many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Mm. The message version actually is slightly, slightly, slightly different, but I almost like it as much, which is... Sorry, they always add this. I've told you all that so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I've conquered the world. That verse is, <clears throat> that verse is beautiful because it, it completely describes 100% what we're talking about. And if you, sometimes you got to read, you know, so I used to, I hear pastor, you can bring that back up for a second to Mike uh, in front of me, at least I just want to kind of break, break that part down. But sometimes pastors have said, you've heard this. We all, if we go in church for a minute, you know, we've heard this where pastors, somebody would say, you can't just read the Bible. You got to read the Bible. 
you know? Yeah. Like you've heard that. And you, you know, you go first, you're like, ah, you know, then you think about what it really means. And you're like, that's true. You can't just read it. That's why the word of God, like you can, I mean, you know, I'm 48 years old. I've read the Bible ever since I've been able to read. I mean, I've been in church one form or fashion. I've heard the Bible, you know, from a kid Sunday school all the way up. And it's amazing that the same Bible and even the same verses, you get something else out of it even today. And you're, you'll, you'll see something else that God wrote in the, I mean, it's just amazing. The book is amazing. I mean, it's the, the, it's the layers that God has. I mean, in, in the same book, it's, it's, there's nothing else like that. But if you read the Bible and you read this verse and you break it down, you know, there's a lot of things that you can get at the surface level that you've heard before. And <clears throat> where we usually see this is <clears throat> take heart, I've conquered the world, you know, and it's kind of like one of these things where we just kind of sum it up as a believer, just, just kind of base. And it's good for, for, for quick times. We just sum it up as like, Hey man, you know, God's for you, man. He's overcome the world, you know, and somebody or say a part of that scripture and you go, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, you can make it God's overcome the world, but if you really break it down, I've told you all of this so that trusting me. So, so there's, there's one thing so that trusting me. So why have I told you all of this? I've told you all of this so that trusting me, he wants you to trust him. You will be unshakable and assured. So you'll be a, you'll be unshakable. So, so when people come to you and try to rattle you with the world, the enemy brings the things of the world that just happen. by the way, it rains on the just and the unjust things happen. Life happens. You're part of the same economy and world and things of that nature, you know, in the natural, you have to deal with things. So you'll be unshakable. And then he said, and assured. So not only will you be unshakable, it's not enough to be play defense. It's like what he's basically saying is you're going to be really good at defense and you're going to be really good at offense. You're going to be unshakable, which is kind of a defensive thing, right? Unshakable. It's like, and then you're going to be assured. So and going from unshakable, which is like, you know, I'm holding on to assured is when you've had enough and you go, you know something, let me just, let me just speak into this situation on who I serve. <clears throat> let me get to take some offense here. Then he said, deeply at peace, which is what we've been talking about, in this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart, I've conquered the world. So it's like what he's basically saying, again, is like early Monday, I think it was Monday when we talked about being in the middle of the battle, battles on both sides, Jesus prepares a table, says, sit down and eat with me. I've conquered the world. You're like, well, God, but what about the, the enemies around us? And he's like, yeah, but I've already beat them. I mean, I've already beat them. And when you beat somebody like that, they don't come at you again. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, if Jesus has beat them, they don't come at him. He's already beat them. They don't get beat again. You know, in other words, they don't come at him again. He's beat them. He's conquered them. He's defeated them once and for all. It's kind of like that kind of defeat is they can't come against him again. Like if you, if a boxer beats somebody, you can get a rematch. The devil can't get a rematch on Jesus. Like the kind of defeat that Jesus did on him when he said it's finished is it was like once and for all, forever and for all eternity, I've defeated you. It's over. It's absolute. It's absolute. Come on. Absolute. So it's like a different level of defeat. <laughs> it's like I've crushed you, you know, I've, I've completely 100% taken the will for you to ever rematch me out of your life. You know what I mean? I've defeated you. I've conquered the world. That's powerful, man. Good stuff, Mike. That's good scripture. Do a little bit of reading in the morning. <laughs> Every now and then I got a good nugget. <laughs> it is. But, you know, have you ever had your mind? You know, have you ever had your mind? Have you ever felt like, you know, you guys, sorry, I ask you guys this. I mean, I know the answer is yes, but have you ever felt like, um, you know, instead of the peace of God, 
a piece of you went away. Instead of getting the peace of God, you've lost a piece of yourself. Well, I'll tell you that from essentially like kind of what I put in for like the bio today, mm-hmm. I simply put sometimes a little piece of our mind helps to give us peace of mind and he's always there to listen. You know what I mean? Like it's a matter of like, yeah, like you can be going through things and like you can have things on your mind and you want to like relay those things to him and he's always there to help you. You know what I mean? So like that sense of like, I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to, they're like, you know, I never really know. Like, is he listening? Whatever. Like, yeah, he's listening. You know what I mean? Like he's got nothing else to do besides listen. Well, I mean, he has everything to do, but at the same time, like he's able to do everything. He's able to sit -hmm. there and listen to you and help you. Like that's what he's there for. And he wants to do that for you. And like, I feel like people get nervous of that because like, they're not used to like, talking to someone that doesn't specifically like verbally like talk in their ear you know what I mean and so like you just have to pay attention to what he's saying to you in your life and like sometimes it can get lost in translation or whatever it is but like you know what I mean amen but yeah what was what was it you asked have you ever lost a was it have you ever lost a piece of yourself I'm just looking at the piece versus piece I mean I you know I mean have you ever have you you know we've all the answer is yes I guess what I'm really saying is do you have an example or do you have a maybe uh you know some comments on instead of walking in God's peace it's like you're walking around with a piece of you missing now I mean God's peace can restore the missing pieces of us you know, make us whole again. I mean, that's, there's a, that's a phrase we do, right? He, he makes us whole again. But have you ever, have you ever even loving God and even serving God, not giving it to God. And instead of walking in his peace in wholeness, you, you're walking around missing a piece of you missing a piece. You're, you're walking around, you know, with like one arm tied behind your back, so to speak, or you're walking around, you know, you're hobbling around, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you're not whole, I guess is what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm looking at. Like there's a piece missing mm. and that piece is him. And then when you find him, sometimes we can get, we can, we can ignore the wholeness or the fullness of him is, is what I'm saying. And so we're talking about peace versus peace. That's kind of what, it's not just a piece of someone's mind. It's like, you know, we're talking about, you know, it's at the same time, then you fill it with other pieces. Like you have a whole pie, you're going to have a whole pie. It's not just empty. Sometimes we replace that missing piece with with a piece of something else, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I guess what I'm saying is there's no one's perfect. However, you can only give so much of yourself away. You yeah. can only give so many pieces away. You can only miss so many pieces before it starts really affecting your life. And so I think it's important, I guess, to take control of the thought, our thought life when things are, when things are rough. Because here's the deal. It's not if things get rough. It's when things are rough. I mean, things are rough for all of us. And we all experience frustrations and disappointments, discouragements. And so when we have worries, uh, you know, with about what's to come or negative thoughts that we need to replace those with thoughts that are life-giving. I think um, <clears throat> I kind of mentioned this the other night when we were here. I think it was Wednesday night. We were here late. Um, somebody, Josh just came back to start working here. And I've known Josh for years. And we were talking one day and I told him, you know, I haven't really played drums in two and a half years now um, since I left the last place that I was at. And I guess when I talk about losing a piece of myself, I really have for the longest time. And I never really realized that I really did lose a piece of myself. And I allowed and I have allowed and to an extent I'm still allowing um, things and people that have done something to me in the past, you know, kind of allow that piece to be kept away from me. And it's something I, I like, I guess I'm being really transparent that I'm really just like, I guess I'm afraid 
Um, because when I give myself to, you know, serving with somebody, I typically give myself all. And if I feel like I've been taken advantage of, I'm reluctant to ever do it again. And that's kind of where I'm at now. And God's been kind of, you know, talking, like dealing with me on it, like, you know, kind of almost like a kid, like, come on, you know, you got to get over it. You got to get past this. But I still like, I still have trouble doing it. Like Mm -hmm. that's, I guess, a piece that I've lost recently. Um, that, I mean, it's not like it's, it's not like I couldn't sit down and start playing again. It's just that fear of, you know, what did I go through? Do I want to go through this again? What have I been through? Is it always going to be the same thing over and over again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. See what Dumasani said? Mm-mm. When I don't seek God's peace, I get to a place where I feel like I'm in pieces. Mm. It's deep. When I don't seek God's peace, I get to a place where I feel like I'm in pieces. You know, it's the older I get, it's interesting he said that because the, the older I get in life, and I think I guess it always matters, but the older I get in life, peace is like one of the things that I desire above all else, the peace of God, walking in the peace of God. You know, you, 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 don't, you don't care as much about conquering the world. You don't care as much about, you know, getting, you know, having certain things or reaching certain pinnacles. You just, you just, because if you, if some of those things are, are achieved outside of the peace of God, you realize how quickly how much you need the peace. And, and so, I mean, that statement is actually very, very well said to Masani because, you know, you feel like you're in pieces and what God's peace does, because really you are, if you, if you think about it and it's kind of, I'm kind of envisioning this pie again where you're whole and then you begin to give away pieces and, re- and you replace them. So I'm like, you, you give away some of the peace of God and replace it with multiple things. And there's only so much of that that you can do before you don't recognize the pie, the pie you look down and it is, it's pieces. It's there and it's in this, they're disconnected because you know, um, God's word, God's word doesn't work, you know, with any word that's contrary to his word. Meaning if there's, if there's something, not, not just something you're doing in the grace that God can cover, but if there's, if there's advice you're getting, or if there's, you know, if, if something that is ungodly is speaking into your life, or if that is an important part and it's just contrary to the completely to the word of God, I think that those, it's not, God doesn't share it go, Oh, okay. Well, that's, you're going to let that, that opinion or that part into your life. It's like, and if we're not careful, those pieces, you look down, you're just like, man, I don't really recognize this and it's and it's and it feels fragmented and uh and it and it what i think because once you t- I mean the bible clearly says this right and you know this is going in a totally different direction and you know the holy spirit's kind of leading this anyway and good news we know the scripture and the bible is in us and the bible says i hide your word in my heart that i might not sin against you so what's coming out now is really just just on the spot here but you know it says taste and see right the bible says for for a reason taste and see the lord is good and i think that you know once you've tasted of the Lord, what compares? And then, so again, there's things of this world that seem flashy or things that might taste good momentarily, but I'm talking about when, when the peace goes away and you're in pieces, it's fragmented. And all of a sudden you're just, it's like, you know, man, I, the one thing I desire more than anything else is, is the peace right now of God. And so it could, when you get to that place and you're fragmented, nothing can bring it together like the Lord. But I think it starts though with recognizing it starts with saying, God, I mean, that's, that's just where I am, you know, and that's just, and you're just what I need. And then, 
how do you keep yourself from it? And how do we keep ourselves from getting there? Because somebody could be listening right now and you're not judging, but you're saying, man, I'm come on. That's like, that's not me. I mean, I'm just, I just, you know, I'm, I'm loving the Lord and serving God. But I mean, I'm going to tell you that we're called to be ministers. And there's, if there's one person right now that needs to hear this, that maybe you've felt like you've gone too far and you're, you know, you're that person that is, that is lacking peace right now. I mean, that's a really rough place to be. And I want you to know that, that God will take, here's the crazy thing about him. You're sitting there going, I don't know how it's going to work out. I'm in pieces. I'm fragmented. And then the thing is about the Lord, you give it to him and he works it out. And it's like, it's almost like his grace. When you finally get to a place where you realize, and then you give it to him, it's like his grace. When it says the Bible says it covers a multitude of sin. That's it. It covers a multitude of sin. And it's like, it's just his grace flowing over your mind just brings that peace. And all of a sudden you just know because he's God that I'm going to work it all out and it's all going to be okay. And, and then you just kind of let go. The guilt leaves, the condemnation leaves, the fear leaves and you become whole again. It's interesting how God does that. And you go, well, I only got one piece left of God, like the whole pie, <laughs> the whole pie, Dave is something else. I got one piece left. It's amazing how God would take the one piece and set down a whole pie. There was a shirt I saw the other day when you were talking about <clears throat> just that. It made me think of it, and I wish I could remember the company that made it because um, I was searching for it the other day, and it says, trade a stain for a stain. Mm. And I was like, I had to think about that for a second because I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Like grammatically to a normal person, like that doesn't make any sense. But you're trading that stain of sin for the, you know, the stain of God's blood on you. Amen. Um, and when we talk about the pieces, I was when we were talking about it, it made me think, and I know this is going to be the weirdest correlation I probably ever make when it comes to God. Uh, but there was a scene from Harry Potter, I believe it's the sixth movie, when they're in a living room and the whole thing's torn apart. And finally, at the wave of a wand, all the pieces go back together. It just made me think about that scene where God can literally, in, in an instant, just do that and all the pieces can be put back together. Yeah, it just this it just you just have to give it to him. Yep, and he does it. Somebody right now said, you know, to, to, you know, but somebody saying somebody else could be saying, hey, you know what though, Dave, I'm in a place where that's not me, but I'm in a place where I feel it slipping. You know, I've given a couple of pieces away here, and I'm going to tell you that God gave you and I the antidote to not get to the place where I just spoke of, and and because it's a common problem. Okay, it's a common problem. So by practicing this, we're retraining our brains to focus on his goodness and his faithfulness. And so instead of just letting yourself think on nothing and then circling back to what you didn't want to think about, because, I mean, here's the reality. If you try to change your thinking and just kind of exit something that you don't need to think about out of your mind, but don't replace it with God's word and you just sit there and think on nothing, then it's going to come back, right? So you, you circle back to what you didn't want to think about in the first place. So fill your brain with the truth. So in this season of, of chaos, in the season of, of, of frustration or the season of wherever you are going through, I want to encourage you. It's easy to focus on the difficulties, but I challenge you to switch gears. I mean, it's a, it's a literal move. Switching gears is a literal move. 
So it's, you can't do nothing. You got to switch gears. So reach your hand down, grab the, the gear shift and shift gears. Sometimes you may be, but Dave, I'm in, I'm in sixth gear right now. It's the, it's, I'm in the top gear of, 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 of life right now. Within well, sometimes shifting gears is not up, but sometimes it's down. Sometimes it's shifting back. Sometimes it's letting your foot off the gas a little bit for a second. Pause and then reflect and say, and switch gears and focus on the life-giving truth of God's word. And matter of fact, if you only have one piece left or if half your, the pie, right? Half the, you only have half of God's piece and half of it is replaced with things of this world, then I'm gonna encourage you to shift, downshift. Because reality is downshifting is not a bad thing. It's going back to the basics is not a bad thing. Shift down and reconnect with God's word and what God says about the situation. Reinsert God's truths and God's promises into your life, into your day. I mean, the enemy has piled that stuff on top of you and it seems insurmountable and it seems heavy. I'm gonna encourage you that you don't even have to do it alone. All you have to do, you go, Dave, I don't even see myself getting out from under this stuff. The pieces are gone. I'm gonna tell you, that you don't, good news is you don't have to do that yourself. You just, all you have to do is connect with God's word and God steps in and fights the battle for you. It's all you have to do is believe what I'm saying right now and activate it. And that's it. And God will come in and re- listen, he'll, he'll not come in and whip the enemy for you. He already did that. Remember, he already overcame the world. He'll come in and remind you what he's already done. The enemy will run and God's peace will flood in. That's it. He's just going to remind me, remind you. The enemy knows he's going to remind you what he's already done. And that's what the scripture says, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit yourself unto God. Where's the actionable steps for you? All you have to do is submit yourself unto God. Where's this? Where where do you have to fight? Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil. Submit yourself unto God. Don't listen to him. And he'll flee. I know it's easier said than done, but. Lamar Norwood had a comment. I think we go away from peace more than peace goes away from us. Mm -hmm. Think about Jesus praying that the cup will pass from him three times, but then the ultimate decision that not my will, but yours be done. Restore the peace, even knowing what was to come. Amen. The peace is in the surrender. The fight creates pieces. Amen. He just hit that. I didn't see that comment before I said what I just said. And that's it. You know, we all, we, we like militant things as believers. And because there are scriptures that talk about, you know, spiritual warfare and there's, there's scriptures where, you know, you, 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 it is somewhat militant, but when it comes to peace, it's not something you have to fight for. It's something you have to surrender to. You know, you have to fight for certain victories and you have to pray and you have to seek God and you have to, you know, quote scripture. And there's even militant scriptures. I mean, Second Corinthians 10, 4, what, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of who Christ is. That's a militant scripture. But, script, but, but you don't fight for peace. You surrender to it because God, God can only bring peace. And he can only, he's the only one that can take your mess right now and turn it into peace. He's the only one to take your pieces right now and turn them into peace. That's it. I mean, he's the only one. So you surrender to it. And I'm going to tell you something. You might not realize this, but there's nothing like the peace of God. Right now, that's what you 
might be, even if you didn't know that, some of you do. Before I knew that, I still missed that. I just didn't know what I missed. But you, what you're missing is the peace of God. That it is well with my soul. It's it's well. It's in, no matter what happens, I'm in that. I, I may not know what my future holds, but I know who holds my future. That's something you can type in there. Make sure you, you get it exactly right. Show Mike before you post it so we can double check two eyeballs on I may not know what my future holds, but I know who holds my future. That alone, I'm going to say it one more time, will usher in peace like nothing. I may not know what my future holds, but I know who holds my future. If I buy into that, if I believe that, if I know that, peace. Peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know what tomorrow. Well, wait a minute. I'm starting to take it back again. <laughs> Why? I, I, what, 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 what am I going to do for the job? I don't have a job. How am I going to pay that rent this next month? I don't have. Now you're starting to take it back again. I may not know what my future holds, but I know who holds my future. Now what? Am, now I got to take him at his word. And I got to let that peace come in that passes understanding. And I've got to walk in his victory. And I've got to listen to him. And I've got to walk through doors that he opens. And those types of things come. But first, you just have to come to the absolute realization and truth that Jesus holds your future. Amen. He holds your future. It was a good one today. Matthew 6, 34 says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring us on worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Philippians 4, 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. First John 4.18, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. One, one more. First Peter 5.7, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. Amen. Amen. Peace versus peace. Like it. I think it's, in, I think it's important. I'm sorry, I had to <laughs> type in something. <laughs> think what you saying, Ed? No, like, I'm just saying like it's important. Cricket. Like cricket. it's like I've had to kind of rely a lot more, which it should have been that in the first place. But like I will say, like in the past like few months or so, but like I've had to rely on like you know, God's peace and like God's favor a lot more than what I used to just because like before it just felt like I had anything control and like whatever. It's easy to take that for granted, you know, mm-hmm. like it's easy to get in this mindset that like, you know, I've got everything, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, he's probably not doing as much as he usually does for whatever, if I need something and blah, blah, whatever. But like now it's gotten to the point where it's like, you realize like how much of a difference it makes when you have him like just as like your go-to and like as someone that is like there for you and is always there to fill in those empty pieces that you need and like it's like i don't know it just really changes things and like it changes your perspective too and it makes things easier like it really does and like there's a peace of mind that you get whenever you like realize that like he's got the things that you don't see covered you know like he's got those things taken care of and like it really you know it makes a big difference amen song of the day today is called The King is Among Us from Elevation. Felt fitting today. Yeah. Hope everybody's had a great week. Amen.
Hope everybody has a great weekend. Amen. We'll be back Monday morning. Yes, sir. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.